We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the DFS OGs podcast right here on Roto Grinders, presented by our friends over at FanDuel. Make sure you are heading over to FanDuel and checking out all the offerings, DFS, Sportsbook, Casino, uh, and of course, the FanDuel OGs tournament. Uh, you can find all the information there at FanDuel.com slash OG. We'll talk more about that throughout the show, but let me get to my boys here, my fellow OGs, Head Chopper and Notorious. Chop, let's start with you. Uh, week 14 behind us, week 15. Uh, looking like COVID. Uh, Going to wreak some havoc here, just taking over uh, in the NFL landscape. So uh, we'll try to give our, our initial look, as we always do, try to avoid some landmines here. But how are we doing, my man? Yeah, doing good. And uh, lots of news out there already, man. It's uh, it's really – this is uh, kind of what we, we're hoping wouldn't happen this year, but it's here, so – we just got to kind of navigate through it and and push through these couple weeks right here. So we've got some fun fun stuff on tap this week. We're not gonna we're not gonna cover it all, but you know we get to wake up to a little uh, a, a Saturday football on Saturday in the NFL. So that's always good and and all the other stuff that's going on. So should be fun. We just got to hope there's no cancellations. Yes, for sure. There's some teams uh, looking dicey, especially on that Saturday slate. Uh, we are just going to stick to the main slate on Sunday. Still 11 games for us to cover. Uh, we'll have you covered here on Roto Grinders, uh, top to bottom for Thursday night football, uh, and of course those two games uh, on Saturday. Uh, we'll we'll stay in our lane here uh, with the Sunday main slate. Uh, let's get over to Notorious. How was Week 14? How are we doing, my man? Yeah, we don't need to waste any time talking about Week 14. That's for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, somebody sent me the list of guys with COVID from the Browns, and it's like. 30 different guys. So um, it'll be interesting to see how many teams, you know, even have decent rosters uh, this week. And it, kind of the same thing in the NBA, too. Um, it just seems like injuries and COVID everywhere. So uh, going to have to be one of those slates where we uh, can't really set a lineup now. You're just going to have to wait and, uh, you know, have different backup plans in place because a lot can change between now and Sunday morning. Chop, we need that season-long update uh, with all these COVID uh things going on uh, is the team surviving are we looking good here are we still alive in the playoffs let's 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 knock this out how's that season long team looking here heading into week 15 
Well, after uh, after a three game losing streak, I, I still secured my playoff spot, so I'm good there. And then we we crank it up this week: 15, 16, and 17. It's uh, we're doing it different this year. I mentioned it uh, a couple weeks ago, but I'm excited because it's it's just fin- don't finish in last place and you advance, and then don't finish in last place and you advance, and then week 17 will be a a two two team Super Bowl. So. I just got I just got and I got I got I got some good I still got some good players man. So I know I can advance just advance to the Super Bowl and get there and then get a little lucky but you know it's crazy man. Now I got to now I got to figure out who to start because uh, I got some I got some good players. I got some good matchups this week. Maybe you guys will help me out. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk about it. If we if we come to a spot in the show chop we're like these are some of my season long guys. Well, let's bring it to light so we can uh uh, we can get you all lined up there. Derek, uh, I know you do a, a season-long with your buddies, correct? Any update on your season-long teams before we get into things here? Well, I uh, forgot to change my team like the first four weeks of the season, so started out on 4 I think. And then uh, I was like, okay, I can uh, I can do enough to make it into the playoffs. So tried for like six weeks and uh, eventually gave up again. So I think for the first time ever, I'm going to miss the playoffs. Oh, it happens. I mean, the, the busy life of a DFS player. Sometimes you forget things. Hell, sometimes you forget to enter your own contest on FanDuel, uh, which is what happened uh, to yours truly this week. But still want to uh, highlight it. And, and you know, that, that's part of the reason we keep your top 10 scores, because sometimes you just get too busy. But DFS OG's contest, again, FanDuel.com slash OG, $7 buy-in, single-entry tournament, season-long payout. So we're getting close. You know, your top 10 scores. Out of 18 will count, so we'll take a look uh, at that leaderboard, see where we're standing, and, of course, we'll highlight uh, some of the top finishers from week 14 uh, in that contest. So if you're hearing me right now, go secure your spot. I'm going to do that right now, so I don't forget, uh, and just uh, secure that entry, come back uh, on Sunday and set that lineup uh, and try to win some of these great prizes, including $5,000 to the winner of the season-long leaderboard, along with some potential free Roto Grinders Premium, which we'll talk about here. Uh, later on in the show. So I want to say what's up uh, to the chat. Some of our usuals are here. The regulars in the house, uh, Josh Duck, Don Yeezy here. So what's up, fellas? Uh, Morel Carter, nice and early here uh, for the show, hanging out. So you guys got questions uh, in the chat. Sound off, uh, and we'll try to get to them here as we go through uh, these games. All right, guys, let's jump in. Chop, we'll start with your Cowboys uh, traveling to New York to take on the Giants. Uh, big favorites here for Dallas, sitting at minus 10 and a half here. In the FanDuel Sportsbook, a total at 44 and a half. So, Chop, we'll start with you here. Uh, Injury-wise, uh, sounding good on Tony Pollard's potential return uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, receivers on the Giants, always a question mark. Uh, Kadarius Tony and John Ross uh, both dealing with some COVID issues. And, of course, Daniel Jones uh, remains questionable. Doubt that we see him uh, back in that lineup uh, this week. So, sounds like another week of Mike Glennon. So, uh, Chop Cowboys looked good last week uh, in that game against Washington. A, a lot of points here. Uh, they're giving up uh, on the road. So uh, how are you feeling about that? Uh, how do we attack this Giants defense? Uh, and who is your running back with the Giants, if anybody, here against the Cowboys? Yeah, that's a lot of points on the road. You know, I was, uh, prepared, to, I was prepared to tell you Giants, give me the Giants. But then I saw, you know, Mike Glennon's name up there. I forgot about him starting, so I don't know that I want to go that route. But I think uh, ultimately there's one guy, Saquon Barkley, is your run back. I don't – I just really can't get into playing Galladay or Shepard or Ingram or any of those guys. They just don't do it for me. So 
Saquon's the guy. Dallas, I think there's a lot of different ways that they could, you know, go. It, it's I think that everybody's on the table. You know, Elliot's going to be. Ah, oh, man, he, that's a tough one. And we could talk about that in a minute. But Elliot is a. I think he's on the table on FanDuel because he can he can really just fall into the end zone a couple of times and still do well. So he's got that going for him. But I think the passing game is definitely in play here. All of them, Lamb, Cooper, even Schultz against in this matchup and Dak. So I like that part of it for my bet. Going to give me the under because I just can't lay that many points on the road. So I'll take the under here. But the question for you guys. One running back spot, I'm locked up. I'm gonna I'm gonna start Austin Eckler, no doubt about it. But the other one would have been a no-brainer a few weeks ago, but now I gotta decide. So I'll let you guys help me out here. I got Elliot or I can go Eli Mitchell. So I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand it off to you guys. I'm gonna let mm. you tell me your thoughts on it. But uh that's where I'm at. Give me the under on this game. Man, that's a good uh, good debate to have. I've seen worse debates, Chop. Uh, people talking about starting uh, Royce Freeman or Deonta Foreman. So you know you're you're in a better spot than some of those guys. But ah, uh, let's. That's tough, Derek. Any thoughts there? I mean, Elijah Mitchell questionable. Sounds like he's trending towards a return. We'll get to that game uh, later in the show. But uh, I I tend to lean Mitchell if he's in there, especially if Pollard's back. Uh, they're going to split this work where Mitchell's going to get all the work there for San Francisco. So it's tough to put Zeke on the bench, no doubt, but uh, I'm going to lean Mitchell here. Derek, thoughts on that real quick. I don't think it's much of a debate if Mitchell uh, is trending toward playing. I mean, Corey Clement got more carries than Zeke last week. Um, He just looks so bad right now. I think, you know, he's obviously dealing with some injuries and just looks run down. Um, So I don't think I could trust Zeke right now, DFS or season long, uh, especially if Pollard's back. I think that makes – the decision even easier. Uh, I agree with Chop. I like the passing attack for Dallas. I like uh, Dak quite a bit. Cooper, CD, um, I think they're both in pretty good spots. And then, uh, as you guys mentioned, I think the best run back is going to be Saquon Barkley. Um, he's kind of back to playing that feature back role. Um, he's always capable of getting injured at any time, but you can't really you know, project that when you're playing DFS. So, yeah, I like the passing game for Dallas. I like uh, Saquon as sort of the bring back. And then for my pick... Yeah, that's a lot of points. So I'm going to take the under. All right, two unders here. I'm going to go with the Giants. It is a lot of points. I know it's Mike Lennon. I just see the Giants being pesky, competitive in this game. Uh, plus, I got to make up some ground. I was stuck on on the under of the Giants. So uh, I agree with you guys. I do think it'll be a low-scoring game, which would help uh, my underplay. But uh, all Dallas for me, DFS. Again, Dak with any of those receivers are viable. I like Pollard as kind of a cheaper running back play. Uh, and you're right, Saquon, probably the only guy in the Giants worth even mentioning here. Uh, and give me the Giants plus 10 and a half. All right, next game, Arizona and Detroit. A lot of injuries here, a lot of question marks in this game. Uh, but we'll do our best here. I'll read off some of the names. DeAndre Hopkins uh, getting a second opinion uh, here on his leg injury. So we'll see he is questionable. James Conner also questionable. Uh, we saw Chase Edmonds activated uh, last week, they didn't return him to in-game play, but uh, he could be back in the lineup this week. Uh, Detroit side, same name, Swift, Jamal Williams, and TJ Hawkinson all remain questionable. So, Derek, we'll stay with you. Kind of tough here with, with all of these injury question marks, but we'll do our best here. Uh, Arizona coming off a disappointing loss at home uh, in that big game against the Rams. Uh, Detroit uh, went out to Denver very shorthanded, had a flu outbreak, uh, and got crushed by the Broncos. So, uh, coming back home here, 
I'm going to lock in the Lions here. I, I do think they'll get uh, hopefully one or two of these guys back, but uh, we know they've been good against the spread outside of that game against Denver, which was a disaster. Uh, I'm going to go back to the well on the Lions here, even though it's a good back bounce back spot for Arizona. I do like some of their options here against the Lions defense, especially whoever the running back is. But uh, Lions for me, Derek, your thoughts here. Bet DFS-wise, what are you doing? Yeah, tough game. Uh, a lot of injuries to monitor. They're saying James Conner is day-to-day, so that doesn't sound great. Uh, Hopkins is getting a second MRI, so that doesn't sound great. Um, and then Edmonds, will have to wait and see on him. So, you know, maybe it's an Eno Benjamin week. It will kind of be the free square. Um, anytime you can get a feature back against the Lions, you take your chances, especially at that price point. Or if it's Edmonds, I don't mind going there. If it's Connor, I don't mind going there. So, um, you know, they're up by they're, – they're favored by two touchdowns. It's a great matchup. Obviously, like Kyler Murray as well. And then uh, depending on Hopkins, you can play Green. You can play Kirk. Uh, Rondell Moore, we're still waiting for that big game from him. Um, maybe it comes against this bad Lions defense. And to bring it back, um, yeah, Craig Reynolds and Godwin I. I don't really know how to pronounce his last name just yet. Um, they basically split 50-50 um, the snaps last week. So I don't feel great about that. Um, I know the matchup isn't terrible. And then trusting Jared Goff at any time is, is kind of scary. So, Man, I don't like a lot from Detroit. I do think they'll be playing from behind a lot. Maybe we'll get some St. Brown or Josh Reynolds, um, Hawkinson maybe, but I don't love it. I don't love it. So uh, for me, I'm just going to take Arizona. I think they're going to take out their anger uh, on the Lions this week. Chop, you're our resident pronunciation guy. So can, can we get a ruling uh, on this fella's last name? Igwe, Igwebuke, I believe. Igwebuke. Igwebuke. We'll go with that. Hey, I like it. You know, put, putting that spin on it, no doubt. So, you know, it was surprising to see Craig Reynolds. I know we got some some reports earlier, uh, right before that game, that he was going to be involved and actually looked pretty good. But uh, as you mentioned, Derek, tough to trust. Uh, that position, it's, especially being such a, an underdog in this game. I know they love to throw the running backs, but uh, tough to like anything on the Detroit side. So, uh, Chop, try to navigate all, all the injuries and stuff here. Thoughts on this game, uh, Cardinals and Lions? The Detroit side is pretty easy for me. There's really only one guy that you would that you can trust nowadays, and that's DeAndre Swift if he, if he ever plays for Detroit. If he doesn't play, I can't mess with anybody. I I got suckered into, you know, the cheap cheap Jamar Jefferson play last week, thinking he was going to eat up a bunch of carries and all that stuff. But that didn't happen. Craig Reynolds happened and bust on the scene and uh, took a bunch from him and actually looked pretty impressive. But I don't want to I don't want to trust him in this matchup. So there's really nobody on Detroit that I feel good about if DeAndre Swift's not in the lineup for Arizona. They're going to get it done with whatever they have on the field. As long as Kyler's out there and healthy, they'll be fine. It's just a matter of who we want for DFS and who we're waiting on. And, you know, whoever's the last man standing in the backfield, that's a good play. Whoever the uh, wide receivers are, are all GPP options, and none of them are cash options. And that includes Zach Ertz at tight end. So I think they're all in play, whoever's healthy. Uh, Detroit, I don't think anybody's – if you're playing this game, you're not stacking it. I don't think you're, you're going with a run back. You're just going with an onslaught. Like Arizona's going to kill them if that's what you choose to do. For me personally, I'm looking at the injuries on both sides. I'm kind of thinking I'm going to lean and take the under here in this game. All right, Derek, did you make a pick on this one? Yeah, give me the Cardinals. Okay. All right, moving on. Next game, Carolina and Buffalo. Another big spread here. All triple-digit spreads. Uh, to open us up here, Buffalo, 10.5-point favorites. Total sitting at 44.5. Again, these lines courtesy 
of the FanDuel Sportsbook. So, Chop, we'll stay with you. Uh, Buffalo, uh, obviously, it's a bounce-back spot, a disappointing loss uh, in Tampa. They had their chances to win that game. Uh, Carolina, uh, a disappointing loss as well at home uh, to the Atlanta Falcons. So, uh, who bounces back here injury-wise? We'll keep an eye on Josh Allen uh, dealing with that foot injury. DJ Moore uh, dealing with a hamstring injury are, are the major injuries uh, in this one. And obviously, no Emmanuel Sanders likely this week uh, for Buffalo. So, Gabriel Davis uh, enters the equation as a potential uh, cheap value option at the receiver position. So, Chop, big favorites here for Buffalo. Uh, do they bounce back? Uh, do they bounce the Patriots here and cover this big spread? Panthers, I should say, not Patriots. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Buffalo's had had a uh, you know some some tough breaks here, and that was a that was a that was a tough game this past week. And uh, I'm going to say, you know, I hate to pile on coaches, but man, there were some decisions made there near the end of that game and in an overtime where you're playing Tampa in Tampa. You just got to go for some of that stuff. You can't just settle for field goals and and punt the ball on fourth and two. When you're inside the Tampa territory, you just got to go for it and try to grab the win. Otherwise, you know Brady hits guys for 60-yard touchdowns and and wins the game, and you don't you don't get another chance. So, this is a good bounce back spot for Buffalo. You know I don't touch their backfield these days, but I think all the guys in the receiving core are in play. Dawson Knox is kind of like sneaky one of the best tight ends in the game for fantasy this year. When he's been healthy, he's been good. So, they're all in play. Josh Allen. I worry about his mobility, but he'll get there with his arm if, if he doesn't get there with his leg. So, and the Carolina side, man, this Cam Newton is just, he's beyond washed. He's, he, you know, I can't, I don't even have words to describe Cam Newton right now. So <laughs> he kind of brings everybody down. Now, if DJ Moore were to miss, if he were to be injured, then maybe Robbie Anderson would be in play here. But otherwise, and Chuba Hubbard, he's, he hasn't been good since his second year in college. It's amazing. I don't know what happened to him, but. He, he's not getting it done either, so I just don't feel good about Carolina at all. So uh, I don't think I'm going to have very much uh, exposure to them in DFS. I got to go ahead and take a big bounce back here from Buffalo, and I got to take Buffalo at home to cover the spread. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong about Cam. I mean, he, I mean he's going to get his, his rushing touchdown seemingly once a week, but he does look terrible. If Moore's out, that's a huge blow. You mentioned the concerns with Chubbard. That plus Amar, Amir Abdullah. Uh, working into to this offense in this backfield. So uh, that being said, I, I do like the over in this game. I, we know Buffalo can go nuts. Uh, wouldn't be surprising to see them cover that spread. I don't hate that pick at all. Uh, but I do think Carolina can do enough, be pesky enough uh, to push this number over. Seems a little bit too low. So uh, I agree with some of your thoughts. I love Buffalo and DFS. If Allen's right, uh, Allen to Diggs, a double stack, uh, include Davis or Beasley or Knox in there. I'm going to leave the backfield alone here with Buffalo, but this passing game uh, certainly set up for success. So uh, over for me, Derek, uh, your thoughts here, Panthers, Buffalo. And I fell for the Cam Newton trap last week, and I am not going to fall for it again. Uh, he got benched not once, but twice in that game. Um, so I don't really know what their coaching staff is doing either. Um, sounds like Sam Darnold could be back, although Cam's still going to draw the start. So I mean, he could easily get benched again in this one. Uh, you mentioned Amir Abdullah. He did about snapping Hubbard. Last week, so I don't want to touch that backfield, and I can't trust any of these receivers with Cam under center. Other side, so Singletary ended up playing 82% of the snaps last week. Um, Zach Moss was a healthy scratch. I don't know if that was more, you know, they were trailing most of that game, so maybe Singletary just got more work. But 
Allen's dealing with a toe injury. So maybe this is the game where that, you know, Singletary does get some some more work. I'm not sure we're going to need him because running back is always such a deep position. But I don't hate him as a large field tournament play. You know, Diggs, uh, Beasley, obviously, you know, certainly fine as well. And I'm going to agree with Chop. Uh, give me the Bills to cover the spread. All right, moving on. Next game, Tennessee traveling to Pittsburgh. Titans minus one and a half point favorites here. Uh, on the road total at a low 41 and a half. Uh, this is one of the few games, guys. There's not uh, any major injuries. Uh, we already know uh, A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry on the IR outside of that. Knock on wood, everybody's available to play here uh, in this game. Uh, we'll see what happens. So, Derek, we'll stay with you here. Uh, Tennessee, easy win last week uh, against your Jacksonville Jaguars. Now on the road uh, in Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh needs a win. You know, they're still very much in the mix here. Uh, but a tough spot here against the Titans team playing some good football right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely should be a good game. Um, as far as Tennessee goes, they have a three-way time share in the backfield, so I don't want to trust that, especially on the road. Um, Tannehill, he just hasn't had the same efficiency as he did last year. You know, lost offensive coordinator and obviously doesn't have, you know, Derrick Henry um, to bring the safeties down in the box and, you know, obviously doesn't have his receivers either. So I don't really want to trust anyone here. Julio Jones is tempting uh, because he is the wide receiver one, but he only played on 45% of the snaps last week. So we want that number to be, you know, up in the 60 to 70% range. So I think it's going to be hands off for me on the Titans. And then the Steelers, even though it's not a great spot, even though they don't have a high total, uh, they do have a very concentrated offense. So I'll always have shares of Najee Harris. Uh, Deontay Johnson just gets double digit targets every single week. Chase Claypool has that, uh, you know, upside that we're looking for in tournaments. So I do think you can target some Steelers, but I won't be looking at the Titans. And for my pick, I'm actually going to take the Steelers at home. I like the Steelers here as well. Uh, this line, yeah, Titans are the better team, but but Pittsburgh, again, back against the wall. Uh, not a ton I like in DFS here, Chop. I agree with some of Derek's thoughts. Uh, you know, you, Najee Harris, you like the, you like the volume, but – you know, do, do we want to go there to some other running backs? I think our better spots, uh, Tennessee, do we trust a guy like Deonta Foreman uh, who saw a lot of work, Julio Jones, like he mentioned. Uh, so just a lot of question marks uh, in DFS, but uh, I'm going to back the Steelers here, plus the one and a half as well. Chop, your, your turn here, Titans Steelers. What do you got? Yeah, the Titans are like just went from one of the more exciting DFS teams in football with the injuries to now just one of the worst, one of the most boring Tannehill, not getting it done. Can't find a receiver as receivers are hurt anyway. And Julio just this entire season just hasn't looked good. He just looked out of it the entire season, even when he was healthy at the to start. So can't trust him. And then, uh, you know, as much as I want to take, I wanted to take Deontay, in this matchup. I really did. And I just digging in. I just don't think there's the upside there to, for him to do it. I think in uh cash games, I mean, I haven't looked at the total layout of all the running backs, but cash games, maybe, I don't know. GPPs. I just don't think there's an upside there for him. Like he got into the end zone early last week and I was like, Oh man, yeah, here we go. I got him at 3%. I'm going to crush. And he just didn't do anything after that. So I don't know if I trust him, but then on the other side, Pittsburgh's a two-man show. Najee or Deontay, that's what's what that's what Ben does. He checks down to those two guys. So you can you can go that route. Firemuth is the king of the fourth quarter touchdown in catch-up mode. So he's he, he's a pretty decent tight end. But uh yeah, it's just not, it's not super exciting here. 
as evidenced by the uh, 41 and a half total. It's pretty low. So, ah, oh, man, back. This is a tough one right here. I'm, I'm going to say uh, Tennessee's just not good enough for me to take them on the road as favorites against Pittsburgh. I don't think Pittsburgh's good either. Uh, give me the under in this game. I just think uh, it's a low number, but these offenses just don't excite me at all. So I'll take the under. Yeah, tough to trust uh, either of these guys. We, we got the guys talking about Foreman uh, in the chat, uh, asking if he's the thing. Derek brought up the snap rate. Pittsburgh has struggled against running backs recently, but uh, it's it's really tough to trust a guy playing less than a third of the snaps. I don't think they're done uh, with Dontrell Hilliard either. Uh, if, they, if they're playing from behind, Foreman uh, basically has to check out of the game. There's just a lot of question marks. Uh, with Foreman and like Chop said, a lot of other running backs that we think are in, in better spots. So uh, certainly wouldn't eliminate him from the player pool, but uh, there are better options. All right, let's go to Washington. Uh, Philadelphia up next. Uh, Philadelphia up to seven point favorites here at home. A total of 44 and a half. Uh, obviously a lot of injuries to watch in this one as well. Jalen Hurts uh, and uh, Sanders on the Philadelphia side, along with Terry McLaurin and Taylor Heineke. Uh, on the Washington side. So, uh, Chop, we'll stay with you. Washington, uh, been a struggle, looked bad against Dallas. Uh, Philadelphia, it sounds like Hurts should be back in that lineup. Sounds like they get Sanders back. Uh, a big game for both of these teams. Still somehow in the mix in the NFC. Uh, what do you got here, football team and Eagles? Yeah, the injuries are all over the place here. It's it's tough one to figure out on a Wednesday afternoon, but uh, – you know, if Hertz is in there, he becomes one of the better cash game quarterbacks, as always, on the slate, just because of his uh, running and what that does. And, uh, you know, kind of makes it to where Devontae and Dallas Godare are like, you know, just uh, run of the mill. They're OK. Like we saw what uh, a guy, you know, of his talent can do with a decent quarterback uh, last game, Dallas Godare. Right. So but we haven't seen Hertz do that for him all year long, basically. That takes the steam out of him, but uh, people keep going back to Miles Sanders. I don't, I don't know if I'm going that route either. With uh, maybe some of these other guys getting a little bit healthier, I don't know if I want to go that route. So it might just be Hurts. And to tell you, when I do my lineup HQ, I don't, uh, I don't make it to where I have to pair Hurts with anybody. I'm fine with running Hurts up there all by himself, even in GPPs, because his big games come not from passing; they come from running for the hundred yard bonus and all that other stuff. So. I don't think you have to pair him with anybody. Washington, right now, they're off the board for me just because I don't know what's going to happen. McLaren, yeah, that was a rough-looking head injury last week. Don't know if he's going to play. Heineke, don't know what's going on with there. Even Antonio Gibson left that game for quite a while with a, with a leg injury, so I'm not even sure about him. I just They're totally uh, you know, up in the air for me, so I can't – recommend anybody right now until we see how the injuries shake out and with all that being said i'm assuming philadelphia is going to be a little healthier this week i'm going to take philadelphia with the points here i also like the eagles here i, I just think they're the much better team washington on a slide you mentioned the, some of the injuries uh, i think philadelphia's defense uh, is, is squarely in play here as well even if uh, washington is at full strength uh, that philly defense i've been pretty solid uh, this season and you know, Gibson has had his ups and his downs, uh, busted his chalk last week. Uh, maybe it's a spot you can go back to him as a sneakier play, but uh, really remains cheap uh, across uh, these DFS sites. So 
Uh, he always stands out. And if they're without McLaurin, I, I could see this spread uh, getting up to eight, eight and a half potentially. So uh, I'm with you, Chop. I'm going to grab this at, at minus seven. I'm back to Eagles here. Love hurts. I agree. Don't think you need to pair him. Uh, he's pretty much it for me in this game, uh, along with the Philadelphia defense uh, for DFS. Derek, your thoughts, Washington, Philadelphia. I'd love to try to make up some ground on Chop since I am trailing him in the season-long uh, bets uh, total, but I can't go against the Eagles here. Uh, for all the reasons you guys mentioned, Washington seems like they're struggling. They kind of lost their uh, Super Bowl, if you will, last week. They didn't really show up until the fourth quarter, um, and there's just so many injuries on that side. So give me Philly from a DFS perspective. I think Hurts makes a lot of sense. Chop mentioned the rushing upside. Um, he offers one of the higher floors of any quarterback in the NFL. Don't think you need to pair him up with anybody, um, but Smith is fine. Uh, go there, as we like to call him. He's fine as well, but uh, like Chop mentioned, um, he was much better uh, with the backup in there than he was with Hurts. So this isn't a game that I want to get too much exposure to. And, man, watching – I played Gibson last week and watching Jonathan Williams, who I didn't even know was in the league anymore, come in and score that touchdown. That was <laughs> – that was uh, that was brutal. As I see on the cake after Cam Newton got benched as well, and then uh, the Panthers went down and, and scored touchdowns. So it was brutal week for me. Um, but from a DFS standpoint, you just got to wait and see. If McLaurin's out, they will open up some value with these receivers. Yeah, you love when those guys pop up out of nowhere. The Jonathan Williams of the world, the Deonta Foreman's, this Reynolds character for Detroit. I mean, it just shows you the running back position constantly a turnstile. Uh, guys injured, hurt, COVID now. So uh, crazy, no doubt. So got some more people jumping in the chat. Uh, Abel talking about Houston's quarterback. We're, we're going to talk about that. God awful game here coming up soon. Uh, Sean in the chat saying what's up. Uh, and BJ Arroyo uh, up to 27th uh, in the standings here uh, in our OGs contest. So love to hear it, BJ. We'll take a look uh, at those standings here momentarily. Guys, let's move to our next game. The Jets uh, and the Dolphins. Uh, Miami up to minus 10. Uh, 42 on the total uh, injuries here as well. Uh, pretty much Miami's entire backfield uh, right now. Questionable uh, from Gaskin, uh, Philip Lindsay, uh, Salvin Ahmad. So uh, it sounds like uh, Gaskin could play, but if not uh, Duke Johnson, uh, another running back that will hit uh, off the recycle heap there could be in play uh, jets dealing with injuries as well. Uh, Elijah Moore, we know is on IR Corey Davis uh, out for the year. Uh, Tevin Coleman questionable. They may get Michael Carter back uh, in this one. So again, a lot of moving parts here, uh, Derek, but this is another spot. I think that the main play here, the Miami defense against Zach Wilson and company, whoever the running back may be, whether it's Duke, whether it's Dokes, I think is a viable option. Uh, and then of course, Waddle uh, and even Tua as maybe a value quarterback option. The Jets really tough to trust anybody over there. So Thoughts here, Derek. Miami, uh, big favorites here at home against the Jets. Yeah, so I'm excited to hear Chop's uh, scouting report of Jared Dose because I've never heard of him. So I'm hoping uh, he knows something about him from college. Uh, but, Beer, you mentioned that. I mean, you play the Miami defense, you pair him up with whoever's starting at running back, and then you pretty much move on from there. I think Miami crushes in this spot. I believe they're coming off of a bye week. They've been playing. Uh, really good over the last uh, six or seven weeks, and I don't trust anyone on New York side of things. So um, I'll keep it short and sweet. Give me Miami to cover the spread, and then their defense is going to be one of my favorite plays of the week. Yeah, I'm on Miami here as well. I just don't see how Zach Wilson's going to suddenly uh, generate some offense. This Dolphins defense uh, playing at a high level, a road game for the Jets, uh, missing your best receivers. I mean, 
When your best receiver is Braxton Berrios, Chop, you're in trouble. Three for three. Back-to-back oh, three for threes. All right. I mean, I've been on Miami all year long, and they've been on a nice little win streak spread-wise. So uh, I'll keep riding them. And I love te- taking teams coming off a bye week like this, you know, and against the spread. And But for DFS purposes, uh, you want to know about Jared Dokes. He's about as – average as you can get so i don't i'm not going that route and so <laughs> there you go i'm not i'm not trusting uh i'm not trusting him and uh even duke johnson we've seen even if they said well duke johnson's going to be the running back he's going to get the start i mean we saw duke johnson just last year start like and get with all the injuries in houston he had like a full backfield to himself some weeks and just didn't do anything with it so i don't even know if i would trust anybody and it's, the only thing I trust is Tua and Waddle, and that's it. And even on the other side, I don't trust any Jets because, like you said, their best player is Elijah Moore. He's not going to play. So Tua, Waddle are the only DFS relevant guys for me. But, yeah, Miami, I think, coming off the bye is the, is the play here with the spread. Yeah, I, I mean, if Carter's in, he's intriguing on DraftKings. We know Wilson's going to check down a ton. They don't have any receivers. Uh, Jamison Crowder, Barrios, Keelan Cole. I mean, this is not – uh, very inspiring at that position, so I think Carter uh, could be a decent, cheaper running back play. But again, uh, pretty well, pretty well down the board. Some guys excited about Dokes in the chat. So uh, Chop just rained all over that parade. <laughs> average at best. So well, uh, t- I mean, Chop says Gaskin is below average, and he's been startable. Yes, Gaskin's been startable. Gaskin's been the full workhorse with Derek. Jared Dokes and Duke Johnson there. That shows you how much further down the list they are than than uh, Gaskin in talent. You know, he's like he's he's supremely talented over those guys, and that should tell you something because Gaskin's not even that good. So I I I caution I tread lightly with with this backfield, man. Right. Yeah, and if it's not Gaskin, it's probably a committee. I, I don't see them just relying suddenly on Jared Dokes. Uh, they're going to utilize Duke. Uh, they could utilize Patrick Laird even. I mean, you, you could see this turn into a mess here. So I just don't see a reason why. I get it. Big home favorites. Uh, the Jets, a phenomenal matchup for running backs. Uh, they've given up about 1,000 touchdowns. I certainly understand the appeal. But uh, if it's Gaskin, okay, I, I feel pretty good about it, knowing he's going to get the work. If it's Dokes, I don't see him being a 20-touch guy here uh, in this game against the Jets. So uh, so situation we'll have to keep an eye on, obviously, as we approach Sunday. But uh, certainly some appeal there. But I'm right now, I'd leave it alone, just stick with that defense uh, and, and bet on the Dolphins uh, with all three of us uh, agreeing on that. All right, next game. This one, you, you know I have a strong stomach here, Derek. No offense here. I, I think you're probably on board here about the worst game uh, we could potentially drum up here. Houston and Jacksonville, the Jags are minus three and a half. Something I never thought I would utter here uh, this season. Total at 39 and a half. Chop, you get the honors of starting off uh, this game. And one interesting stat, it went all the way back to week one. Trevor Lawrence was phenomenal against Houston. That opening day, it started out rough, no doubt. I remember the game, but came on you know, like gangbusters in the second half. Ends up throwing three touchdowns in that game. He's thrown six touchdowns the rest of the entire season. Uh, so just been a disaster here. Chop, is there anything here? I mean, no Rex Burkhead. Royce Freeman got a ton of work last week. Maybe he's in play. James Robinson is always intriguing uh, in a good matchup here. But, uh, two teams that are very, very bad. Can we do anything here in DFS? 
So I dug around and I dug around and I unturned every stone in this game. And I mean, I'm looking at James O'Shaughnessy and the the resurgence of Laquan Treadwell. I mean, I was digging in deep. And uh, Brandon Cooks is the only guy I think you can possibly even think about playing in this game. These other guys are terrible. James Robinson not getting the work that you want out of a running back. Uh, Trevor Lawrence not getting the ball to the wide receivers or tight ends. Davis Mills, the only real target he's got there is, you know what? If we get injuries at the tight end position, Brevin Jordan is okay. He's cheap enough to where maybe you get lucky and he gets another touchdown for you because he's been grabbing a couple touchdowns here and there. So maybe that. But Brandon Cooks is the only one for me in this entire game. This this game is atrocious, man. And I'll tell you, I'm going to take the uh, the points here. I'm going to take Houston on the road and mainly because – they still feel at least like they got some fight in them. They keep fighting every week, even though they're bad. Jacksonville, I think, has given up on their head coach and given up on this whole situation this year. So maybe I'm wrong and maybe I'm misreading it, and that's always when you kind of get bit by a team like Jacksonville comes up and plays well. But I don't see it. I'm going Houston here. Urban has been a, even a more of a disaster than we thought it was going to be. I mean, does he want to be? He's he's so oh, he's so oh, badly he, wants to be fired. It's just it's, it's incredible, man. I mean, sitting at that press conference, they're literally peppering him with questions, and he's just sitting there and barely even re- responding, making any movements. Just yeah, like he is he is done. Even the handshake after the game was like, yeah, whatever. Like Derek, what in the hell is going on down there? I mean, it, it's. Tough to, I didn't think it could get any worse as a Jacksonville fan, but you're our boots on the ground. This is your team. Like, what? How is this guy? He's got to be done, right? There's no way they bring him back as the coach. Yeah, he's got to be done. And for me, I mean, ignorance is bliss. I see a new Urban Meyer, you know, headline pop up on my Twitter timeline every every couple days, and I just can't click into him anymore. It's just getting so bad. But I'm going to take the Jags in this spot. I haven't, I don't think I've bet on them all year. Um, I just think, look, they don't want the number one pick again. I don't think then, you know, we got Trevor Lawrence question marks already. So I think they're going to take care of business. I know uh, them covering, let alone a three and a half point spread. That, that sounds crazy. But I think they're uh, going to get the job done at home against Houston. DFS wise, you guys pretty much mentioned it. I mean, you can't really run on the Jags, so I don't want to play the Houston backfield. So maybe you play Davis Mills and Brandon Cooks um, for the Jags. Yeah, if James, if Carlos hides out, I think James Robinson's at least a little bit interesting. But for the most part, I think you can avoid this game. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I can't believe you're back. You know that I've been a staunch supporter of your Jaguars this year. It's cost me uh, quite a few dollars here. Yeah. So <laughs> the spread feels so off that I just got to roll with it. I'm going to leave this spread alone because it does feel weird. I'm going to go on this total. And these are two very bad teams and two very bad all defenses, offenses. Uh, with this low total, I'm, I'm going to go over. I, I think they can do enough against bad defenses uh, to score 20 points each. So probably going to blow up in my face. But uh, I'm going to go over on, on the slow number here. What what a disaster this game is. So, all right, let's get out of this. So we spent uh, way too much time. Uh, in that game, but I wanted to highlight some top finishers uh, in our FanDuel OGs contest. Again, if you want to get involved with this, hopefully you've been playing and charging up that leaderboard. Uh, Everything you need at FanDuel.com slash OG can enter, uh, can secure entry early and come back and fill it in. Uh, Can also take a look uh, at the season-long leaderboard. Let's get in some of the best finishers 
uh, from last week. Uh, we'll start fifth place. Uh, Adam R72, 162.72 last week. Uh, Road Josh Allen, big game uh, against Tampa Bay in that comeback effort. I had Leonard Fournette as a runback option. Uh, the Kansas City defense was huge, 24 fantasy points uh, and a big day from Javante Williams. So congrats to him. Uh, third place, uh, Bald Doug Win. Bald, bald Doug Win. Well done. Harkens back to Doug Baldwin. Uh, fourth place here, Taysom Hill having Camara pairing uh, here in that one. So a little bit different of a lineup here. A big game from George Kittle. Uh, and once again, the Kansas City defense survived. Uh, just three points uh, from Emmanuel Sanders. Third place, C. Morello, 248, 164.72. Again, we see Josh Allen, uh, Cole Beasley, Javante Williams, and Alvin Kamara in this lineup. Kansas City defense, once again, also had Dawson Knox. So a nice three-man stack there uh, without Stefan Diggs. Second place, Circle and Steve, 170.62. Josh Allen, again, the highlight of this lineup. Uh, had Tyler Lockett big game at 2.4% ownership. Uh, Kansas City defense again, a zero from Terry McLaurin. So uh, still survived. One hell of a lineup. You get anything from McLaurin, uh, it's an even bigger day. So tough blow there, but still a nice second place finish. And our winner in week 14, ALS Refugees, 174.34. Uh, no Josh Allen here. We got Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, and George Kittle highlighting this lineup. Rashad Penny, 26 fantasy points at less than 2% ownership in this one. Alvin Kamara here as well. Jamar Chase with two touchdowns. Uh, a great lineup uh, by ALS Refugees. Who is rocking the Roto-Grinders badge? We know what that means, boys. Uh, ALS Refugees going to win themselves a year of Roto-Grinders combo premium. So congratulations. If you want a chance at that, very simple. Rock that Roto-Grinders logo. You win the weekly contest. You are going to win a year of Roto-Grinders combo premium absolutely free. So congrats again to ALS Refugees. Chop, season-long leaderboard. I see you perusing up and down. Give us some of the highlights here. What are we looking at? Well, you know, uh, Notorious up in the top 50 there. He jumped up in the top 50. He leapfrogged urinal cakes. Urinal cakes going dropping, down the dropping going, fast <laughs> going down the drain here man so to speak here uh, no pun intended there urinal but uh yeah it's rough dean's uh, dean's still lurking in the top 100 so i don't know man uh, we got some uh interesting things going on but uh up top you know the same the same characters that were that's been there the last couple weeks of there so uh still got a long way to go though we'll see how it plays out i, I feel i feel good i think i cracked top 100 last week for the first time 91st place so uh this is the beginning, uh, the beginning of the run here, man. There you go. Better late than never, right? So uh, yours truly forgot to put an entry in one of them. One of them busy Sundays, and at 101, you say, "Oh shit, forgot to put a lineup in." So I didn't want Derek to be the only one that that forgot. So I wanted to wanted to throw a zero up there as well. Uh, but that's the beauty of this contest. Your top ten scores will count here uh, in this one. So everyone is still in the mix. Four seven nine four. Uh, continues to be the clubhouse leader uh, for that season-long prize. Again, $5,000 uh, if you're able to stave everybody else off in that one. So uh, excited to see this one uh, coming to its conclusion. Sad to see the season ending, only four weeks left, but uh, uh, still a lot of time for anyone to catch up uh, on that leaderboard. Uh, let's take a look at our picks as well. Uh, pretty solid across the board last week. Chop, you had six correct. 
I also had six. Noto wins the week with seven, so did gain uh, one spot here on Chop. So we are sitting at Chop at 85, correct. Noto, three back now at 82, and I am sitting at 76, nine back of Chop. So uh, still a tight race, mostly between you two. I just need some kind of miracle week uh, to happen to get back in the mix here. But let's get back to the games here, four games uh, on the afternoon docket. We'll start. With Atlanta and San Francisco, Niners minus 946 on the total. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, we talked about him earlier. A chop season-long debate. It's really the only injury we're really monitoring here. Uh, sounds like he's trending towards a return. So, Derek, open us up here. Niners, big favorites. George Kittle's put some big games on the board. Debo Samuel been massive. Uh, Elijah Mitchell's had some great games. Atlanta outside of Cordero Patterson, really tough to trust anybody on that side right now. Yeah, pretty simple for me. I mean, Niners, big favorites at home. They have one of the better, you know, offensive lines when it comes to run blocking. And then, you know, Atlanta, one of the worst defensive lines when it comes to run stopping. I think they're 29th in DVOA against the run. And Mitchell, the last three games he's played, 27, 27, and 22 carries. So he's getting a lot of work as long as he's healthy. Um, I'll like him quite a bit. If he's out, I don't mind going back to Jeff Wilson. I know he's let us down. Two times in a row uh, when he's kind of been the chalk cheap running back, but it's a great spot. They're at home. Debo is going to steal some carries for sure. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting for sure. Um, whoever starts, I think you can pair him up with the defense. And then Kittle's just, uh, he's been on a tear, so you can play him as well. I just worried the San Fran's going to get out to such a big lead. They won't need to throw the ball as much as they have the last few weeks. And for the Falcons, look, they're trying to force feed uh, Patterson the ball, but he's played less than 50% of the snaps in three straight games. That's just not really what I want from a running back, especially as a big underdog on the road. So I can't trust him. Definitely don't trust Ryan in this passing attack right now. So I have more interest in the Niners defense than I do in anyone from the Falcons. And it feels like I'm taking all the home favorites, but I'm going to take another one here. Give me San Fran. I'm going to go the other side of this one. I'm going to take Atlanta here. I know they've been bad. They're still very much in the mix uh, for an NFC playoff spot and, and surprisingly been very good on the road this season. You know, five of their wins have come away uh, from the dome there. So uh, they've been pesky. They, they've hung in games. It's always ugly, uh, but I think they do it here again. And as good as San Francisco has been playing, uh, I like Atlanta. That being said, DFS wise, I'm with you, Derek. Uh, it's all San Francisco for me. Kittle's been a monster. Uh, if it's Mitchell, I like him. I'm with you on Jeff Wilson. I'm willing to go back to that well. Uh, and I can't hate on Debo or Ayuk either here. Uh, but I'm going to go Atlanta uh, plus the nine. Chop, settle the tie here or hit the total. Falcons, 49ers. Well, this this game uh, leads me to uh, my – I got three big questions in my season longest. Uh, team and this is one of them. It, it's going to be: Do I go Kyle Pitts or do I go Pat Freiermuth? So I got to figure that one out. But uh, you know, for as far as the DFS, Atlanta is terrible. I don't want them. I'll pass. Hardcore pass. Uh, and Frisco, boy, George Kittle's been a GPP winner for two weeks in a row. He's good. I worry about game script, but you never know. And we'll see what happens in the backfield. Whoever, if 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 a Mike Mitchell's healthy, get Mitchell in there. If uh, if he's not, then yeah, I'm 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 go back to the Jeff Wilson train. But uh, and Debo's always, you know, you just never know when Debo can be a game changer and win GPP. So I'm on the Frisco guys. Don't know exactly who just yet, but because of all that, I'm I'm on Frisco with the spread here, and uh, 
I'm worried about Kyle Pitts, man. I've been starting him all year, and he's been putting up. Yeah, I think he's had one good week all year long, so I'm, I'm really worried about him. Derek, you want to you wanna help him out there? Fryermuth or Kyle Pitts uh, in the season-long league? Uh, yeah, that's tough. Uh, I, w- I guess I would go Pitts. I think you get a little bit more upside there. Should be trailing at least. Oh, man, that one is tough, Chop. Titans have been very good against tight ends. And nine, both of these teams are, are top four uh, against tight ends uh, this season. So I, I am going to go with Pitts as well, but it's very close. I can certainly see the debate uh, there. So I'll, I'll go Pitts. Let's move on. Next game, Cincinnati and the Denver Broncos. Uh, Broncos minus two and a half, 44 uh, on the total here in this one. Denver coming off an easy win. Against the Detroit Lions, Cincinnati, tough loss uh, at home to San Francisco. So, Derek, uh, let's stay with you here on this one. Uh, It's an interesting game. Cincinnati starting to slide a little bit. Both these teams are still very much alive in in the playoff race here. Uh, Not a ton of injuries uh, in this game either. So, Melvin Gordon, uh, the only name uh, questionable right now out of the big names here. So, thoughts here, Bengals, Broncos. Not a game that I, I want to have a ton of exposure to. Denver is one of those places that's a tough place to play. We typically get low totals, and that's the case again this week. Uh, with Melvin Gordon coming back, you know, he played 50% of the snaps last week. Javante played 49%. So anyone that thought, you know, he was going to, you know, take over as the feature back, uh, that was kind of put to rest last week. So if Gordon's active, uh, I don't really want to trust the backfield. If he's out, you know, you definitely play Javante Williams. He's looked great all season especially the last two weeks. I don't think I'll be targeting the passing game too much. Uh, Cincinnati, yeah, the low total just scares me off. I know Mixon pretty much in every down back at this point. Um, I know Chase has some upside, Higgins and all that, but I just don't have a ton of interest uh, on the road in Denver for my pick. Give me the under. All right, I'm going to go Denver in this one. I agree, DFS-wise, this one uh, pretty much a stay away. I, I don't mind the, the mix and bounce back here, but uh, he didn't look healthy uh, last week, so still dealing with some lingering issues. A tough place to play, like you mentioned, those Denver receivers. Uh, tough to trust any of them uh, when they're all healthy. Uh, I don't mind Chase, but he's expensive in this spot. So all in all, uh, likely mostly a, a cross-off game for me here, Chop. Uh, any more optimism? On this one, any plays that we're not seeing here? Uh, and your thoughts on the betting market here, Cincinnati and Denver? Not feeling great about the DFS here. So, uh, I mean, I think I think Javante is still going to be on my radar. And I think the Cincinnati guys, the big ones, are still going to be on my, you know, Burrow, Mixon, Chase, and Higgins. I'm not scratching those guys off. It's not a great matchup, but you never know when you get a good receiver. And you got a couple of them here with the Bengals. You never know. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Did a pretty good number on the Denver secondary last week. It's it's not the normal. They're usually pretty good, but, you know, you can't guard everybody, so you just never know. So they stay on my radar, but uh, not great for DFS. But for the betting market, yeah, I just I feel like uh, Denver probably overachieved a little bit, and Cincinnati is is the better team, and they got more to lose in this game. And I think Cincinnati is going to uh, – find a way to come out of here with a win so give me cincinnati all right all over the board on that one let's move on next game seattle and the rams la minus four and a half here 45 and a half on the total uh la coming off a a big win on the road uh in arizona look great in that game Uh, obviously uh the main sky was cooper cup uh, once again 
Uh, as far as COVID goes, we got Odell Beckham, Darrell Henderson. Uh, we're waiting on those guys uh, to see if they're able to give it a go here. Seattle, uh, Rashad Penny, uh, quite the story last week. Uh, looks like he will be the feature back here moving forward. Uh, 5,400 here on DraftKings this week. Pretty cheap on FanDuel as well. Uh, Chop, this line has come down. You know, It opened up about Rams minus seven. Uh, must begin some action here on Seattle. That or COVID uh, concerns driving this thing down to four and a half. So uh, thoughts on that? Thoughts on this game? A, a big one here once again this week for the Rams. Yeah, it's uh I don't think I don't think we know what's going to happen with the covid here. I mean, we like all of a sudden late last week it was uh Higby and Ramsey getting scratched. I don't think we know their status, but now we do know that Odell's got scratched and yeah, it's tough, man. I, I don't know what to make of some of that stuff, but uh as far as DFS, okay, so when it you know, when you guys start to analyze it, here's my biggest decision of the week. It's it's quarterback heavy scoring here. You you know, you need to, to nail your quarterback position in my league. You got to right, nail it. it. You got to nail it. And my biggest decision by far this year in the first round of the playoffs, Stafford in this matchup or Justin Herbert against KC on Thursday night football. It's a tough one. It's a tough one, man. So, uh, uh, that's the one I'm dealing with. But as far as this game itself, I do like whatever the Rams guys that are left standing after this COVID thing. Those are the guys I'd be taking. I don't I don't mind any of my they'll, they'll just fill in and, and they'll still roll here. And in Seattle, I think, you know, you could be looking at one of those wide receivers having a good game. Lockett or Metcalf wouldn't play them both, but I'd play one of them. And uh Penny had a great game. I had a, I had a lot of Penny last week, and I just did not get rewarded because of some other things that happened. So I don't know if I trust him to do that again, especially if we're going to get some other guys back in his lineup. So that might have been the one week you could get away with it. But I'm not I'm not so much on him this week. But uh, as far as my betting pick here, I know the the spread's falling. That's usually a bad sign. But I, I got to take the Rams here. Ah, this one's tough. I mean, I, I agree with your thoughts on Penny. I'll start with that. Uh, I, I think everybody's kind of hip to him now. I think he was somewhat sneaky last week, as we saw uh, in the ownership department. It had a great matchup uh, with Houston. I know this this is the way you can beat the Rams is on the ground, but uh, I don't know that I'm ready to go there. As far as your quarterback debate, uh, and we'll toss it to Derek here as well, I'm going to say Herbert. I, I just think he gives you more upside. I know it's Thursday. Those games can be ugly, but you have a high total there. A Kansas City team that gives up a ton of fantasy points and rushing production uh, to quarterbacks. I mean, they're bottom five uh, in rushing yards allowed there as well. So just think he gives you more upside uh, with his legs in a potential shootout where this one, two teams that you know could struggle to score, lower total. Stafford was great last week, but uh, I lean Herbert. So uh, Derek, thoughts on that uh, debate uh, for Chop? Uh, the Rashad Penny question. Obviously, we're tiptoeing around COVID here as well, uh, and a betting pick here. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go under on this game. I, I just don't have a strong lean uh, on either of these teams. I lean the Rams, but uh, give me the under here. Derek, uh, your thoughts here? All right, Chop. Uh, for you, I was just checking the weather in KC. So Thursday night looks like it's gonna be 45-ish degrees, little wind. So uh, I definitely think. Herbert's going to be just fine. Um, that game's in Kansas City, right? Uh, it's no, a great question. Let me look. I'm not sure. I'll, yeah, I'll look right now. 
Okay. Well, either way, uh, if it's in, you know, if it's in, oh, uh, it's in LA, in LA. It's in LA, even better. Um, yep. So yeah, I, I like Herbert um, of those two, but uh, for this game, um, oh, and Sean in the chat, breaking some news, nuke out for yep. the rest of the regular season. That's uh, just seeing that. Yeah. Wow. Across uh, my Roto grinders uh, app, giving wow. me notifications here as well. So yeah, expected to miss the rest of the regular season uh they're hopeful to get him back at, at some point according to adam Schefter. so that's big uh, that Brutal. is big indeed so hopefully uh season long uh, that's a big blow dfs we can adjust and find some other options obviously you know aj green christian kirk uh, even rondale moore uh, becomes that much more important but season long uh that's a big blow even with some of the injuries he's been dealing with uh certainly a big loss there for the cardinals and yeah, back to this one. Uh, I'll have interest in whoever starts a running back for the Rams. If Henderson's out again, I mean, Sony Michelle, he's looked great this year. So I don't mind going to there. Um, they're giving him a lot of work in the red zone too, which I like. And then Cooper Cubs Bible each and every week. But Fodell's out for sure. Uh, Cup's even in a better spot and pretty much a guarantee for 10 plus targets. So I like that quite a bit. I don't think I'll pair him up with Stafford. I'll probably just have, you know, some running back shares, some Cup shares. And for Seattle, I'm going to be off a penny. Uh, you guys mentioned it. He's probably going to be a little bit more popular this week. And uh, I still think, you know, Travis Homer is going to be their pass catching back. So uh, I'll take a chance with a fade of penny and give me some DK Metcalf. Look, I know he's been terrible for pretty much uh, six or seven weeks now, but he's left a couple of big plays out there. Everyone's kind of playing Lockett at the moment. Everyone's going to be scared off by Jalen Ramsey who might end up covering Lockett. We don't really know. He's been playing more slot coverage this year than he has in the past. So give me some Metcalf. I think we can get him at sub 5% ownership in this one. All right, our last game before we get there, uh, Sean giving us some some props in the chat. Breaking news uh, and giving us uh, some dap as well. First time he's able to hang out live here with the OG. So welcome, Sean. Uh, appreciate uh, the kind words there. Uh, as we give you our initial thoughts here, even through this crazy a week of potential COVID. Let's wrap things up. Uh, Green Bay and Baltimore. This is another one. Uh, quarterbacks are the story here, Derek. Uh, injuries on both sides. Aaron Rodgers uh, did not do his toe any favors. Uh, made that injury worse. Sounds like he's going to try to play through it. Uh, Lamar Jackson, no practice today uh, for Baltimore. So uh, we have Green Bay sitting at four and a half point favorites, 43 and a half on the total. Uh, let's finish this up, Derek. Kind of tough not knowing the status of these quarterbacks, but uh, your thoughts here, Green Bay and Baltimore. Yeah, it's really tough. I think from a DFS standpoint, there's nothing we can do really. Uh, if Lamar's active, I do think you can play him uh, at very low ownership, most likely. Um, and then if he's limited at all, you know, maybe he you know leans on his arm a little bit more. Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews um, are interesting. And then the Packers side, yeah, I kind of expect uh, Rodgers to play. You can always play Adams. And uh, for for the time being, it's just hard to trust Jones and Dylan in a full slate. Something like uh, Showdown, I think you can play both of them. But um, for, for the full slate, it's kind of hard to trust them with the running back position being so deep. And uh, for my pick, I will take – oh, man, this is a tough one because I, I want to take the over if Lamar's active. I'll take the over, and I don't think I gave you a pick on the last one, so give me the Rams in, in the last game too. All right, Rams there over here. I'm also on the over. Uh, Chop, uh, do you trust Huntley? If he is the guy this week, uh, are you willing to go there at a value price point? Uh, if Lamar's a go, do we want to go there? So talk to those quarterbacks uh, and finish this up here, Ravens and Packers. 
if Lamar were healthy, I don't think I would have Lamar Jackson in my lineups this week. So I don't, I'm not going to have Tyler Huntley either. I don't believe uh, if he's healthy, I don't trust him. I think you could take a shot on Marquise Brown because it looked, you know, against Chicago, maybe Green Bay was a little bit susceptible to the big play. And maybe that's, he can hit you one right there and, and pay off in one play. Uh, Mark Andrews, not terrible. He's been, you know, coming on lately. So that's fine. But not a big fan of the quarterback position here for Baltimore. Uh, either way, who, no matter who it is. So I think Green Bay is, is, the, is in the good spot here. Aaron Rodgers, I think, is going to dice up this team through the air. And so, uh, you know, he's shown a lot more, uh, a lot more willingness to uh, hit Lazard or, you know, Valdez Scanling or his tight ends. He, he's shown willingness to spread it around and not just pepper Devonte Adams a thousand times a game. And that's good. So uh, I like, I like all these guys, you know, mix and match them however you want, but I think they get it done via the passing in this game. I think they roll Baltimore here. So give me give me Green Bay on the road, even as big favorites. All right, Green Bay minus four and a half. So that leaves two picks uh, on the OG's parlay card for this week. We got Philadelphia minus seven and Miami uh, minus the 10. So a little two-teamer there uh, for you here this week in week 15. So uh, remember, FanDuel.com slash OG. Uh, if you want to join us uh, in this tournament, I promise you, I'll be in there. You have the three of us in there, a lot of other Roto-Grinders personalities. Uh, four weeks left uh, to win this season-long payout. Uh, and if you're rocking the RG badge, you win this week. That's all you do. Take down this week. Uh, you, you're going to win yourself a free year of Roto-Grinders premium combo, all the sports, uh, over $1,000 uh, in added uh, benefits each and every week on top of the weekly prizes, on top of the season-long payouts. I mean, why not play uh, in this contest uh, and let your friends know as well. Uh, make sure you're checking out all the other offerings uh, over at FanDuel. We appreciate them uh, for sponsoring the show. Guys, final thoughts here. Again, tough week to navigate. Uh, we got through it. A lot's probably going to change, so make sure uh, you're staying plugged in to Roto-Grinders uh, and our alerts uh, as we get closer to Saturday and Sunday. Chop, let's go to you. Final thoughts here for Week 15. Yeah, uh, you, you got to stay tuned into the news and, you know, all the way up until uh... – those inactives come out, so it'll be interesting. But uh, I'm looking forward to getting get some Thursday football and then some Saturday football, then some Sunday football. And so uh, it's going to be fun. And, uh, boy, we just missed it this week. We just missed our hour our hour cutoff, man. Yep. Uh, we talked just a little <laughs> bit too, too much season long this week. Too many questions here, Chop, but we're here to help you out. So hopefully we got some clarity uh, for that season long uh, league and in those playoffs. Derek? Final thoughts, week 15, what do we got? Just wanted to say thanks to uh, all our listeners, number one, for uh, listening to the show each week. But uh, number two, a lot of you guys gave me some good tips for my Elf on the Shelf problems. Um, I got a bunch of different uh, creative ways to move him around the house and uh, you know have him get into some trouble. So uh, the little man has is, is, uh, been much happier this week with the Elf. So uh, thank you, guys. Are you more excited for Christmas to be here or to not have to do the elf anymore? That was always a, a debate in my house. You just start running out of ideas with that thing. It's not that I don't like doing it. I just forget. And then I feel bad when he get. I like bring him home and I'm like, oh crap, I got to distract him and move the elf real quick so that he doesn't see he's in the same spot every day. So yeah, uh, it's fun. Um, I, I definitely don't want it to be over yet, but uh, I do appreciate all the ideas. 
Yeah, we got some we got some great listeners out there. So I agree. Thank you so much to everybody uh, for the feedback, for hanging out here in the chat, uh, talking football with you guys. Uh, always a highlight uh, each and every week. Loving getting this initial look uh, at the slate. So we'll talk uh, more Christmas next week. We'll be closing in uh, on Christmas. So it'll be our, our Christmas spectacular uh, for week 16. But again, thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Make sure you head over uh, and enter this FanDuel contest. Uh, and good luck to everybody uh, in your contests and your bets this week. For Notorious, for Head Chopper, I am Beer. We are the DFS OGs. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, good luck this week once again. We'll catch you next week.